welcome to Tandem Canon, the gamerific podcast where co-op play is canon, and where Nico is our cousin, and we're going bowling in a yellow car. <laughs> cousin, let's go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Down <face. laughs> Oh, Roman, you bastard. This is episode three, Party Like a Rockstar, where we'll highlight Rockstar for a developer who is on point. We are your host, Tiffany. And this is Mia. Let's head on to talk from Team Tandem. So, we went to Rooster Teeth SGC this weekend. What did you think about it, Mia? Rooster Teeth and SGC, I, I don't know if they're supposed to be married now. Like, is this like a domestic partnership or a long-term <laughs> thing? But we had a great time. Lots of wonderful games we played at the, the console room. I actually liked having different hotels to go to because Rooster Teeth, primarily, they were in the Austin Convention Center, whereas the stuff with SGC was in the Marriott, about a block or so away. And it actually worked well in terms of flow of traffic and everything. We saw some awesome panels. We got to see Death Battle. We got to see yes. Black Nerd. It was awesome. Yes. Tiffany, like, she'll talk about it later, but Tiffany did awesome at Stuttering Craig's game show, and that was the absolute shit. And <laughs> just all around, it was just a very fun weekend. There's just a lot to explore. We played a lot of really cool games. I got my first taste of Lara Croft, and I am a, a total just... I can't do scary things. I just cannot. Uh. <laughs> but I was proud you got through it and you solved the, the puzzle the first time around. Oh. So I was really proud, really proud of that. Thanks. So. It, it took a minute, but I was like, oh gosh, I got him. It didn't killed. help sitting close to the TV because no. we because basically all the stations they had were kind of built dual for screens and consoles and everything else. So you were sitting practically right on the screen so all you see is just shaking screens and everything else and of course a lot of you have played the first Tomb Raider of this new series know that the screen is pretty shaky a lot. It plays like a movie. Like you're in the first Hunger Games movie. Like it's, so. it's like motion sickness moving. Just There's just so much going on at once you're just it's kind of overwhelming i'm like okay i made it most of the tutorial i'm, I'm good i got my experience in we, we we're not messing with animals i'm good i got this <laughs> <laughs> but she tried so that was the good thing about that yeah. and we also got to try gears of war 3 of course we're jumping oh, a couple was... of a couple of episodes in but that was actually great gameplay mm-hmm. we're starting to get into the groove of that and everything else so overall good experience at Rooster Teeth? It was really, really great. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see Angry Joe. He was on the schedule, but for whatever reason, something happened. There were some adjustments made. He wasn't there this weekend, which is pretty sad, but hopefully he'll be there next year, and we already have the dates for next year's convention, so at least we'll see what's going on there. Definitely. What about you? What did you think of the whole shebang? The whole shebang was pretty interesting, especially with the combined venture between Screw Attack and Rooster Teeth and having everything spread out, but at the same time still comfortable. The flow of traffic, even we can get into stations and still be okay for the most part. I definitely did like all the panels were easy to get to. We didn't really have any troubles getting into seeing anybody that we wanted to see. The only big line was going through food. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get food, but... Most of the time, it was good and easy, and the game show was awesome. I did have help. I did end up winning an arcade system, which is the first of its kind. Sick! So, if you do follow Screw Attack on Twitch, you can see me swaying bullets on there. It's pretty awesome, but I will definitely let you know how the arcade goes after I reset it, because it 
kind of got a little bumpy on the way down here, the creator. But I am so overjoyed that we went. It was a great experience, especially down in Austin. And mm-hmm. we get to relive that again in the next couple weeks. Yes. So, yeah, all of our money. Classic Game Fest is coming up. It's going to be pretty sad. Let me go ahead and stock up on my ramen now because that's pretty much all I'll be eating. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that's, that's all it's going to be dedicated to. This time it wasn't too bad. More, mostly spent on t-shirts this time and nerd jewelry and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And let's see, what other games did we play this week? Oh, there is a really cool game. You can play it on tablet, mobile, and it's kind of a cross between Legend of Zelda and Castlevania. It's called Gunmetal Arcadia, and mm-hmm. it was so much fun to play. I'm, I'm like, I really want to try it out. I'm like, okay, let's do the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to getting that when I get a chance. A lot of the the indie developers were there at the convention and they were showcasing some of their games and some of them are already on Steam so I'm like alright I know where I need to go yeah I'm gonna go ahead and take my and money definitely from The Behemoth was one of the big developers that were there and we wanted to play their new game that's going through beta which is called Pit People it looked so cool but there was a line out the ass nobody was moving or anything so we really did not get the chance to actually play it as disappointing as that was but we definitely signed up for their list so when it came around to come on Steam we'll be ready for it because I know it's only going to be released I believe on Steam and Xbox One so but I saw that Castle Crashers is one of their other games so I was interested in trying out and so we shall see on that one yeah it was a great experience and we are definitely looking forward to next year so we'll see what happened hmm. all right are we ready to level up yes let's do it let's level up okay <laughs> so today's tandem topic tea time we discuss developers who are on point and this week's focus is on rockstar games as you know we are our huge rockstar fangirls and mm-hmm. we've been a big fan of many of their games pretty much since they've been on the scene so yeah if you're not a rockstar fan it may be time to reevaluate your choices or at least hear us out yeah but yeah yes. so first and foremost why do we love rockstar so much and why do they stand out? One of the biggest things that we've seen just with their last games, especially with the GTA series, Red Dead Redemption, Mm. they are good at setting their own sort of trends. They really do a great job of creating games that are unique in a way that tell a story and you get you, you become sort of engaged with the characters and, and things that are happening in the background. Like, I never thought that I could ever empathize with Trevor from GTA 5. Yes! <laughs> I mean, and that's what the, what the mindfuck is about most Rockstar games. Most of the characters that we have here do walk that fine line, or as Trevor is, he is far left, right, mm-hmm. around the train, whatever. But at the same time, you have such sympathy for for pretty much a lot of lawlessness that these yeah. people do. Even Jimmy from Bully, he was a little snot. He was a little shit. Honestly, he, like he needed he needed a couple more detentions because I was like, dude, seriously. Just a couple? I'm being nice. So. I mean, all year in the basement Ugh. detention. But at the same time, like in Bully or GTA or Red Dead, there is a satirical quality to a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. So it's like they act this way because the world around them are so twisted and fucked up. 
especially the people. So it's like they react to the world that they're in. They can't help it. (laughs) And there's a lot of of self-awareness on all the characters on their part. Like, no matter how whacked out or crazy they are. For example, I keep thinking of Brucey or Gay Tony from GTA 4 and how they knew how messed up they were, but that didn't change the fact that they were just, okay, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this neurotic weirdo that eats bull testicles or whatever. Like, you know, they're like, what was it? Like bull shark testicles or something? Testicles. And he was always secretly in a closet or something like that. That's okay. (laughs) You know, Rockstar does a really good job of satirizing real life while also kind of being aware that it's part of of how things work and everything and how how self-aware the characters are. Like in GTA 5, like Michael knows he's an asshole. He knows people hate him, but that's not going to stop him from doing what he needs to do. He's like, well, I got to get this money and I'm good at at robbing banks. So I might as well just play into that asshole role because it's worked so far. Um, Yeah, it's funny is that he's an asshole, yet he is the most sane person in his fucking family, which you kind of reap what you sow. You kind of deserve your asshole son, your self-absorbed teenage daughter, and then you're having an affair wife. She was having an affair, right? Or she was. Like the dish. She was this having is- an affair with the yoga instructor. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just find it funny that, you know, you can have these weird sociopathic characters and still feel some sort of empathy for them and still feel some mm-hmm. sort of connection to them where you're like, well, you know, I don't like you, but I understand why you do what you do. Yes. Okay, fine. I get it. It's <laughs> and, that stupid environment. Yeah. And, and not many developers, I feel like, can really do such a great job of fleshing out characters the way that they do because they all have a certain backstory. They all have their own perspective. And, I just feel like it rounds them out as people and I think that's why so many people like GTA not just the oh let's beat up prostitutes part but because the characters are interesting and they're compelling and you do want to know more about them even if you don't necessarily like them they have a reason for what they do so that just I find that fascinating so but in terms of like replay value what do you think about Rockstar because I I feel like with a lot of their games it's very easy to pick up and be like okay we're gonna play this through again but I don't know (laughs) it depends because it seems that the longer well I say the longer but I think essentially after really GTA 3 really started to set Mm -hmm. the groundworks of what Rockstar kind of represented in their overall presentation of games it seems that a lot of the games then just started to get longer yeah. so you kind of had that replayability because that's when people were starting to things exploring things especially through walkthroughs or things that you don't see like you remember that suicidal photographer on San Andreas like people go around and find those easter eggs and everything else in the game which goes to show that people started to play especially on on the computer when you can you know mod everything oh, people were starting God. to play it over and over and over. <laughs> Especially since the story itself is compelling that you want to hear it over and over again. San Andreas is regarded one of the best games there is. And also with GTA 4. GTA 4 was really the ones that I saw practically break YouTube because everyone seemed to have done a parody of something. <laughs> I personally like um, 
what was it? The drunk. Someone had done like a drunk line game or something like that where the characters would be drunk and they had to walk walk in the line over like this meme or something like that. But they would, but you know, they will be keeping score and stuff like that. Oh, it's hysterical. True. I just like dealing with drunk and Nico and him screaming, yellow car. <laughs> so, I mean, some issues. he had a lot of issues. Half of it was because of Roman. But, you know, that was probably like the first game I ever saw someone, people practically breaking YouTube to post videos of parodies and everything that they did guarding GTA to kind of expand the universe a little bit. So people were so heavy and deep into the story mode and these characters. And I guess just so intrigued how they come such a long way through the game especially like in San as you can see that with CJ how long it takes him to get from you know hopping off a plane to rolling it big in Las Venturas you know right. and I like what they the amount of time and the amount of work that they put in like they don't rush out games the way <laughs> that other developers or other studios do they they take their time and they're not afraid to be like yes okay we're we've noticed some things let's delay it a little bit you know, it's weird because if I know that there's a Rockstar game coming out, I'm totally fine with it taking at least four or five years for the next one to come out. Even though I'm impatient about it, I appreciate right. the time that they take to make sure that the product that they come out with is consistently good. I don't think there's ever been a Rockstar game that I've disliked. I don't think there's ever really been a Rockstar game that I've, I've hated because everything they do is good. Like even with the side stuff like Liberty City Stories and stuff like that, those games were still consistently good and I like the way that they take time to make sure that the products they they come out with are high quality they don't rush out half-assed games just to make more money these allergies this year man I tell you uh (laughs) those those Ubisoft allergies I tell you I know between you know the writing and the voice acting and the the use of music and graphics like it has a nice balance between all of those things I feel like Rockstar is one of those few studios where they do everything well even with their more problematic content like the misogyny that you see in in their video games and stuff and things Mm -hmm. like that and some of the, the racial elements can be a little bit problematic but they still do it well where they're very self-aware of what they're doing and right. and who it's impacting and everything. I, I just think that's really cool. So Even sometimes that can be a parody of when they bring that to light, um, especially in the ones that are set in later, like this time now, GTA 4 and mm. GTA 5. Now, when it was back during the San Andreas one, it was back in the 90s, you know, yeah, that was something totally different. You had, you know, your cops that were reflective of LA cops and everything else during that time period just being some profile ambassadors but what I also like about Rockstar is kind of like what you just said is that they are since they've been around for a long time since you know the mid 90s that they've had their turn to set the trend and so now there is a lot of games out there that are told that you know they're practically copying GTA y'all GTA copiers I mean even their own game Red Dead Redemption was like called being GTA but in the Wild West yeah (laughs) Practically the same. It is practically the same. You hijack a car, you hijack a horse. But it's kind of ironic that that kind of happened for Red Dead Redemption. But it still even shows, even to that, Red Dead Redemption is regarded even better than Red Dead Revolver. And I played that. And you can see the groundwork that they were laying there, even in that game. But they made sure to nurture and make sure that the next one in the series would surpass what that one had done. So there is no lack 
lack of quality when it comes to Rockstar because they definitely want to stay ahead of that curve in the trend and they don't like chasing trends if they because they feel like they've set set the bar pretty high themselves so and they do because they make sure that their product is taken care of because I remember back in the time when like GTA was about to come out but it took it about like what a year or so they kept pushing it out Mm because it wasn't ready yet I respect the developer more who did that and took care of their product making sure that everything is legitimately tied down graphics wise voice wise everything is packaged the way it should be before they ship it out to consumer. That shows dedication and care. And I think it shows that they do care about their customers, about gamers, and they do listen to some of the things that we are saying and doing and what's going on. And I like that they do take calculated risks with their games. Like they, they change and tweak things, but it's not so outlandish where you'll never recognize that it's a GTA game or a Red Dead Redemption game. Like, you know, it's Rockstar. (laughs) And so I think that quality, that reputation, it speaks for itself. And I guess in terms of gameplay, like I don't think we really even covered that much, but mm-hmm. just the the gameplay, just they really, in my opinion, I felt like they revolutionized open world games with GTA 3 and just Definitely. let you run loose. And it's like, oh, I can do all this. I can cause this chaos. Like, this is awesome. And steal cars. Yeah. Like, like steal cars and just go all over the universe with it. Yeah. I'm so here for that. And it's funny because it's like they had a a protagonist that didn't say a word, but he still had enough depth and enough, he was compelling enough that people were still like, oh, I want you to handle this job. You're the only person that can do this. You're like, damn right, I can do this. Awesome. Let's go, Claude. Let's do this. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's go and just, like, mess the entire city up. You know what? Yeah. We totally signed up for it because I think, yeah, GTA 3 was revolutionary. I think I really did not get into GTA three that much but definitely the later gameplay started to tantalize and everything else and made me aware of what this company was about mm-hmm. especially in the early 2000s yeah i remember playing i think it was gta 2 on playstation and i don't think my mom realized <laughs> what that game was about uh, i mean like even with a top-down perspective like i'm running around and and messing with the racists and just stealing cars and doing all sorts of crazy stuff and it it was just kind of fun uh, to be doing that. And then when it went 3D, it just, like, I remember it just blew my mind. You mean I can go over to this place? I don't, I'm not restricted. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. have to be boxed in. Like, okay, this is awesome. And, you know, the fact that each game has gotten consistently better over time. Um, like, for example, with GTA Five and how you can play with three different protagonists and go back yes. and forth between them. Like, I thought that was At cool. any point. At That's first, cool. I was like, this is a little strange. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this, but each character has their own special thing and their own goals and their own mindset. And emotions. And emotions and things that motivate motivate them to do what they do like Trevor <laughs> I keep going back to Trevor but oh my gosh I'm like well, I because <laughs> out of the three Trevor was the breakout because he <sighs> pushed that envelope with, with the fucked up things people would do especially during that torture scene oh, oh my gosh, gosh. That, um I, I, that I was hard to stomach but you knew this character was going to be something when you watch him literally kill someone within the first two minutes and not just anyone yeah, donnie yeah kill, yeah donnie <laughs> now, I, like, I played um, the lost the dam and so like it's weird because you know those who did actually interface with johnny during the lost in the dam and 
everything else. You kind of had like a little bit of an attachment, even though the game was not, it was just an add-on DLC. It wasn't really the main gameplay. But then like out of two minutes, like, oh, look, it's Johnny. Oh, Johnny's dead now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Johnny's brains are on the street. Yeah. He's like either. what? <laughs> and so while we're driving to go and confront the motorcycle game, I'm sitting here like, so is Johnny really dead? I mean, I know he said he has brain on the shoe, but he can walk that off, right? Because that was such a shock how explosive Trevor was. And it made you pay attention immediately because you're like, why is he already killing somebody? We're not even two minutes into his part of the story and already some shit's going down. And then especially for them to make that callback. And I love how... Rockstar does this where they make callbacks to previous characters with mm-hmm. GTA 4 where you get to see Luis Lopez and you get to see the biker gangs and mm-hmm. how they're all intertwined with Nico and everything. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Or in mm-hmm. San Andreas where you're racing. I think it was Claude, right? That he had a race so. with Catalina, her car uh, crazy ass. Yeah. Uh. But I just, I think that's cool that they kind of do these little winks and nods to their own characters, their own universe and everything. That's just, it's really great. And the fact Especially that. Especially since they're trying to keep the canon up. I mean, that would right. be one thing if they just suddenly just neglected these characters or never gave the characters from previous games their own closure for us. So it's kind of good to see them back into the loop, even if it's just a glimpse or just hearing someone mention somebody like I think someone had in passing mentioned Nico or mm-hmm. something like that or you see like Nico's wanted poster somewhere in Los Santos so you hear everything and stuff like that so it's kind of cool that they keep their canon you know good and current in life mm-hmm. and I like that their games are consistently I don't want to say harder but they're challenging you never get to really rest on your laurels you may get one mission that it may be your element and you just blow right through it that uh, there's that mission where Trevor has to go in and blow up that meth house. I, it was a cakewalk because I'm like, all right, let's do this. Um, but then there are other missions that are, are difficult, like the one where you have to to land a plane inside of an army plane. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I can't fly worth shit. But the fact that it does challenge you and it does challenge you to keep trying and keep going i like that they do that and the payoff for it is so huge because you know not just in terms of money but you get to level up on certain things and unlock different parts of the story that maybe you didn't really know about or doing things for npcs that you see on the street i mean yes Like, those those things are so random and so weird because, you know, the people they create are so weird. But it pays off in the long run because, again, it gets that emotional investment and you feel compelled to keep playing. And so they, they know what they're doing. They are wonderful at what they do. So Oh, definitely. <laughs> Speaking of games, what out of Rockstar's intense library mm-hmm. is your top favorites? Like, what oh. are your games that you just absolutely love? Um, this is difficult, but uh, the Warriors for sure. Definitely. Um, because I think the version that that Rockstar made, it's probably one of the best, if not the best, movie video game that you'll ever find. Because mm-hmm. not only did they take literally scene for scene parts of the movie and turn them into actual levels, but they actually expanded the universe and added prologue missions and, and you get to see backstory so you learn how each member joined the Warriors and how they right. started. And I'm like, well, damn, it's compelling because you're like, oh, that's what happened. And oh, this yeah. Yes. what led up to this and I don't know any other developer who could have done something like that and make it just as compelling as the movie and it was actually because of the game that we went back and watched the movie right and I'm like Rockstar 
did the damn thing. Like even now, I could see that with any other developer. That mm -mm. could I don't think any other developer could have done that game justice the way Rockstar did. mm -mm. I like I really don't think the other developers would have taken the time and the energy to Mm -mm. recreate scene by scene and bring back the original actors from the film yes. and to voice their characters. I mean, granted, it's been like 30, almost 40 years, but yes. they still, I mean, it's like, oh yeah, we get to go roll around with Ajax and Cleon. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was awesome. And, and they included, you know, music and everything. And it just, it was stellar. I don't think I've ever played a movie tie in like that video game like that. Rockstar should be in charge of all the things. Yeah. Uh, like I, Rockstar and Lego. Right. That's all you need. If you want to get something consistent and good, go with Rockstar, especially. Yes. I want them to take over the Assassin's Creed series, because with the movie coming out this year, I'm like, can, can y'all take that away from Ubisoft? Because clearly they don't appreciate, appreciate what they have. Yeah. <laughs> series into the ground, which is a topic for another time. For another time. We can go on for ages. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Warriors, GTA San Andreas, of course, because I love old school rap music, and I love... Oh, causing chaos and, and CJ is such a wonderful character. I love him because he not even two seconds when he gets back to his old hood, it's the same shit starts popping off and you mm-hmm. understand exactly why he left. Yes. Um, and again, because of family, he's brought back into the same bullshit that got his family in trouble and everything. So I like that one. Tiffany, what about you? What games do you like out of the Rockstar catalog oh. that are your favorites? Well, definitely share with you with the Warriors and with GTA San Andreas those are two of the best staples and mm-hmm. I just love how they were all grouped up in those same years of 2005 give or take and then I love Bully Bully was a great <sighs> game um, it was great because it, it had that rock star touch to it with all the sarcastic <laughs> seediness Except it wasn't full-on mafia, but Jimmy was up there running a mafia around school, mm-hmm. for real, once he got all the clicks under control. But it was one of those things where, he, like, he was a pipsqueak, but you understood why he reacted the way he did to half of these asshole people, especially the principal. Yeah. So, so definitely Bully was one that was a nice one-off game that stepped outside the series of, you know, GTA and everything else. And also, I liked Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Great game. Excellent excellent game it set the trend like i said since playing red dead revolver it was definitely different because i never even finished red dead revolver only got like a few gameplays in where i was just like i'm not really feeling this game it wasn't really what i was expecting but red dead redemption turned that around to where it was such compelling gameplay Mm -hmm. especially you're so sympathetic to john marston and you're so totally hating what happens to him at the end and so one of the great compelling characters that you just like and he's just trying to get along and you know protect his wife and kid as much as possible and of course he always like true fashion he gets screwed over at the end of course um we tried most of the games that rockstar has laid down the track la nor we given the try we love the gameplay but it's just one of those games that it's so hard to get underneath your fingernails because of the the intricacies of the interrogation system yeah i I have a hard time figuring out who is lying and who is telling the truth you're all being little shits you're guilty yeah (laughs) all guilty and stuff that and it's probably one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Motion capturing, I 
I was just like, wow, this is so pretty. It looked real. But it was kind of weird playing someone who's on the side of the law when normally you're on the other side just fucking shit up. But yeah. it was it was really interesting. I love the time period. I love running around 1940s Los Angeles. That was really cool. I, I really like that. So, yeah. Big ups to Rockstar when they back into time. They definitely do embrace that time period, do their research and everything else and make it very authentic. So, because it did feel like a great replica of 1940s LA at that time. So, it kind of had a good feeling, especially with San Andreas. You also get that old school 1990s feel of just wanting to get out of your car and dance to all the music. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, put on the hydraulics on your car and just this yeah. ice cube, you know. No big today deal. It was a good day. Yeah. Today was a good day until you have to go and hang out with Big Smoke. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it is not. So. Ugh. I'll um, my ass. But. Man, he, he can go fall some rocks. How about that? <laughs> go fall some rocks off the cliff. So. What would you like to see in a future Rockstar game? You know, what what is it that we have not seen yet, but you think and believe that Rockstar will do well, really well? Um, well, with the Warriors, we saw that they do have the capability to make co-op games. So I would I would love to see more co-op games with their titles in the future because I felt like they did it well because they had the drop-in, drop-out co-op yes. and it worked really really well especially given that the when the warriors came out it was kind of toward the end of playstation 2's development cycle and it still still worked really well there was some lag because there were some large gang scenes where you're fighting and running and stuff like that but it worked really really well and i'm really surprised that they don't have more co-op it's great that you can play multiplayer you could do gta online but i would love to see like more co-op more female protagonists and see how that I think that would be a specific challenge for them because you know with the GTA series especially like there's a lot of sexist and misogynistic jokes and things like that and And it seemed like a lot of the female characters like Denise Catalina Michael's wife even the chick that Nico had dated at the end she was still cool like what was it Mary Kate or something like that I forget but it's been a while but all of them have a degree of crazy to them. They're either like crazy or naggy or they're kind of described as being whores or bitches and on a certain level you're like haha okay but that I think that's one thing that Rockstar as much as I love them that's something that they do need to work on and I mm-hmm. think if they create a game with a female protagonist then it forces them to sort of see things from another perspective and maybe be aware that the way that they're writing their women especially Mm -hmm. will make them a little bit more conscious of kind of narratively what steps to take with them and how to flesh them out because you know all of the the characters that we play with are male and they range anywhere from Franklin who would be considered probably one of the most normal protagonists in the game all the way up to Trevor and they're all written as compelling three-dimensional characters and I would love to see female characters get treated with the same respect like yes they're allowed to be neurotic they're allowed to be silly they're allowed to be sexually active but make them as three-dimensional as the male characters I would love to see that more 
honestly. There's definitely a lot of female people who they could research and do that. Like Griselda Blanca was like the godmother who was in Miami in the 1980s and she was like a freaking drug lord. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is one person you can write a story about, if anything else, or just have her as a lead off on your protagonist. I'm like, you can watch the show Deadly Women and have your pick of all yeah. the women <laughs> you can choose from. Or even, is there still afraid to go the full female protagonist route? At least have like a good second in command so we can have a stronghold somewhere because I know that's a lot of developers are afraid of to go that full female protagonist route but you know Mirror's Edge shows that it can happen it yeah. works and Tomb Raider too yeah and I think if out of anybody I think Rockstar could definitely do it well it's a shift in mindset a little bit it would be a little bit of a challenge but I think they could pull it off if they really It'll took the time. It'll also the story. Yeah. <laughs> story. So story act difference too. But. It, it does. And I think if they have something that compelling that, you know, a female's taking the lead from, like if they did, like I said, something on Griselda Blanco, mm-hmm. then if they did something on her, oh my gosh, she will be probably like their new top seller. All right. Because <laughs> the bitch was fierce. So I guess what else would you like to see? Would you want to see more co-op or would you like to see more specific games within a certain franchise or maybe more one-off games like Bully where it was just something specific in that universe? And Well, it's been a while since they produced a one-off game. You mm-hmm. know, they tried with, with L.A. Noir, which was great, but I know it probably wasn't as, you know, big selling as they were hoping for because I'm sure like a lot of people had the troubles we did but still enjoyed the game for what it was. I don't know what else they would want to explore because I know that it is very hard when you walk that path of mm-hmm. wanting to, when you start going and running out of ideas, what else can you do? It seems like now they're just sticking to the franchises that they have. And yeah, now. like Max Payne and GTA and, and Midnight Club. Yeah, They seem to be releasing a lot of games for that. And, and Red Dead, they're re- working Red 3. Yeah. But apart from that, and now, like everybody else, everybody has to redo the games to be released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, cleaning up a game for re-release. Yeah, and it seems like right now, they've been really heavily investing in GTA Online and releasing yes. a lot of different packs and, and add-ons and stuff like that, and people are playing the mess out of it. I would love to play oh, some more, but I really haven't had a chance to really do that. But um, there, there, I think there were two games, there was Agent, which they announced a couple yes. of years ago, and there's another one, um, I want to say it's called Horror of the Orient, but I don't know if that's still the same title, but those are, it sounds like those were coming down the pipeline at some point. I, don't, I haven't heard any yes. news on them, but they also sound like one-off games that might be coming up, but I think what Rockstar does, they do very, very well, and yes. so I would, not that I'm like, oh, just stick to the formula, but everybody has some room for improvement the way that and evolving and evolving the way that that women and probably people of color and lgbt people are represented in their games that needs to be reevaluated more but otherwise i want i want bully 2 please bring bully 2 just (laughs) i would love to have a bully 2 and i think because they have rockstar is division and so they share take two interactive with 2k games 
who also own Mafia, mm-hmm. which is another GTA tie-in that's very like GTA, but it's really not supposed to be. But it kind of makes me wonder, like, okay, I see like a lot of things that 2K will release, and I know they do like a lot of their sports games and everything else, but it makes me wonder, like, okay, if Rockstar cannot fulfill a certain obligation or cannot do this game, will they just throw over the fence to 2K for them to take care of? But even 2K, you don't see a lot of one-off games. You see a few, but it's kind of like Rockstar comes every once in a while. Most of them are serial games, too. We're going to see a lot more interesting twists and turns from them because again they're an awesome company so i hope so (laughs) and i i'm just hoping for as much as i look forward to the next whatever series it is down the line i am also looking forward to that one one one-off game that definitely propels them Mm -hmm. into the stratosphere too because it's been a while it's been a good while it's been a long time but i think they they have some things they tend to be pretty quiet about what they're doing and then bam it just comes at you and you're like ah 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 I just wish other companies would take note. So it's like, this is what you do. This is how you, an awesome company. So do you hear that Ubisoft and EA? I'm just saying. Yeah. EA, if you screw up Mass Effect Andromeda, I am coming for that ass. I'm just letting you know. I have so many bones to pick with EA. It's not even uh, funny. Ubisoft, yes. EA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Are you ready to do the Wheel of Random Tandem? Now, don't think for joy here. Our topic, fave shoutouts. Unsung heroes. Oh, yay. who we love, but don't get enough love. Yes. So, you got one? I think so. Okay. So, my unsung hero is Carlos from Saints Row 2. And if you don't know, he is a Saints Row lieutenant who dies in the game. And he is an adorable little marshmallow. I love him. He's <laughs> one of the first people that the boss meets when the boss wakes up from their coma and everything. And Carlos is the one responsible for busting them out of prison and getting them to shore to see Gat and everything. So he's kind of the main person responsible for for bringing the boss back up to speed on things and reigniting the saints. And so what happens to him in the game, like he's he's loyal, he's smart, he's a little bit of a smart ass, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he tries to keep tabs on the brotherhood and things go terribly wrong, and he ends up... He 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 needs to sacrifice. Yeah, he ends up... The boss ends up having to put him out of his misery because... He basically, I guess I could say, gets lynched in a way. He is dragged to the end of Mero's truck and is dragged around town. And by the time the boss can get to him, it's too late. He's too far gone. And so the boss has to, you know, do the do, take him out. But I like Carlos because he had a nice personality and sense of humor. And he could, you know, he can carry himself in a fight. And he seemed like he would be a good fit for the Saints in the long run, especially as opposed to like Pierce or Shandy. I like them to a certain extent, but I felt like Carlos was all Down about. with everything. Yeah, like he, he, Carlos was the ride or die. And he took his work very seriously. Like he volunteered to keep tabs on the brother and everything and, and sacrifice his life to make sure that boss can kick ass and take names and yeah so I feel like I should be playing like Bone Thugs and Harmony right now <laughs> just <laughs> I'm telling you like half the people have to be sacrificed in those games mm-hmm. is unsurmountable I mean how how does the boss just keep on going I know you have to just for the sake of the gang and, yeah. and everything else but like there was just so much devastation especially like at the end of 4 when you had to like make your choice and all that shit how do you live after 
after that, but then Shawnee magically comes back. I still don't get that. I, I don't either. And it's sad because, you know, Carlos's death was one of the most emotional parts of Saints Row 2. Apart and, from Aisha. Yeah, apart from Aisha. Like, those two, just their deaths, like, fucked me up. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? Whereas, you know, the deaths of other crew members over the course of the series, I was like, eh. Except for Johnny, I was like, no, he's alive. He has to be. But again, you know, that was during the period of Saints Row where they had a good balance between the the weirdness and the violence and the story all sort of tied all together. So even though like a lot of people call it a GTA clone, it had its own sort of identity that it was getting into and sort of, okay, we found our, our niche. We're gonna we're gonna do the thing. And so yeah. Pouring out one for Carlos. Yay. Pouring. <sighs> yeah. But what about you, Tiff? What what is your favorite uh, unsung hero. Mine will have to be Raziel from the Legacy of Kane Bow Reaper series. This was a series that was probably one of the first ones I played when it came out back in the late 90s and basically Raziel is this vampire originally in his life before he got killed by Kane because he evolved pretty much. He showed Kane up and so Kane threw him into the abyss and so the Elder God turned him, reanimated his corpse and he became a wraith creature who can mm. practically go from from physical plane to corporal plane then he will reap souls and everything else to gain his strength and i liked it because it was a good puzzle game for me the story of course was compelling it was a great foundation for fan fiction especially there wasn't really that many vampire related games back in the day except for blood omen where king originally got his start mm-hmm. and but really i think soul reaver helped propel king's story along to a deeper dynamic because there was so much depth to that gameplay just the first one it was mind-blowing and i'm just so sorry that the series did not launch off the ground like it should have because definitely raziel was painted to be a tragic hero from the start um he never really had a chance and so especially when at the end of Defiance, basically his destiny was to become the Soul Reaver itself. That was his destiny from the start. Or else the place that they were was corrupt until he had done that and so until he had sacrificed himself so it was definitely mm-hmm. a story that was compelling because it was one of the first stories I've ever played where the hero practically had to sacrifice himself in the end so he is one of the great tragic heroes that is unsung and unspoken because I know the games were kind of their sweet for a lot of people to play Aww. it's like uh, I just I just loved his character and everything else and I think he just got the sore end of the stick but that first game was very compelling in story and everything else and I could not get enough of it it was just great great fiction that's cool Mm-hmm. I have to play that because yeah, anything with a good story, it's done. I remember I was I had gotten the game one time and you were just like, "Are you playing that on PlayStation 2? I'm like, "No, it's PlayStation One games." Like, wow, that's better than better. A lot of graphics are on the PlayStation 2. I'm like, yeah, no, right? <laughs> and of course, like this is made from the same company that also were making Tomb Raider. It's the same company. So back in the day, this was their kind of like one-off series, starting off to decide to give Laura a little bit of a break. So if anything else, you should borrow the first game. It's, it can be a little graphic, but it's not. It is PlayStation One kind of graphic, so you don't really get that much. But definitely, this 
story is so compelling. I just wish there was more of it to be had. All right, so I guess that wraps up our Wheel of Random Tandem for this week. Go on to our to our social stuff, www.tandemcanon.com, and please check out all where we twitch, where we like to tube, and where we like to tumble. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of conventions that we're going to in the next couple of weeks. Of course, we're going yes. to Classic Game Fest. <laughs> July 30th and 31st in Austin, Texas. We are super excited about this because my... My wallet isn't, but I am super excited. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> And this will be our first year attending. And yes. there are a lot of vendors that we're missing at Rooster Teeth that we're hoping will be at this one selling awesome games. So yes. we'll see what happens. And then we have QuakeCon August 4th through the 7th in Dallas. This will be our first QuakeCon. We're not doing the Bring Your Own Computer because I think I'm just really interested in seeing all the craziness for myself, like thousands right. of people. So this, it's not like a spectator. We're just more going to go as a spectator this for time this to see year. what all is this but next year all bets are off mm-hmm. <laughs> be warned yes <laughs> be warned so um that one will be in in dallas and then we have mm-hmm, as always uh our videos are will be on youtube of rtx sgc so just stay yes. tuned for that because we'll have those up in a little bit and then we and have... let's play i said oh let's play let's too. play that's right we still have videos from let's play because it was that awesome so yes shout out club for this week Woo! let's see so congratulations to our new tumblr followers allison allens yes. meow pointer so cute. And uh, Glenn Boogie, congratulations to you guys. Thank you for joining us this week. And hopefully yes. we won't scare you away with our nerdom. But yeah. Tim, <laughs> is there anyone you wanted to shout out for this week? Well, I met somebody at SGC and I'm sure a lot of you guys probably might have already heard of them. This is the Sticky Paddle Gaming Network. Also, Mullet Mike Carcastle. This mm. guy is pretty much into creepy gaming. And so if you are a Five Nights at Freddy's fan or anything of the Spookular or anything like that, definitely check out his channel. It seems like he has a great voice and he's very entertaining. So please go to his YouTube channel. That is, again, the Sticky Paddle Gaming Network mm-hmm. with Mr. Mullet Mike Hardcastle. Oh. <laughs> and also, the person who had put together this cool arcade that I won, his name is Adrian Munoz, and he also is of Handmade Arcade. He has not gotten his store together, but he's definitely about to turn out some handmade arcades for people to purchase. So please just go to his website, which is handmadearcades.com, and tell him Tandem Cannon sent you. And just so you know, Tiffany actually won the prototype of yes. the handmade arcade. So this is something that took a year in the making. They yes. were at SGC last year and had an arcade there. and Like yeah. the actual cabinet. Yeah. Not, not a suitcase looking bomb that I got even though I like the compact version so right. much better. <laughs> but she actually got the the first prototype of this thing. So I mean that is pretty bomb and we'll also have information about that on YouTube too. So check this yes. out. You definitely yes. once you see this you're going to be lining up to get one. So yeah. So check. please give him the business. He is such a nice guy. He's a sweetheart. So he, yes. He deserves every single bit of it. So please 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 go his way. Mm-hmm. Can I add 
one more shout out yeah just i didn't even think about this but andre the black nerd i don't know if you're listening to this or not but i wanted to give you a shout out for being so patient this week yeah this panel because it was um uh andre the black nerd featuring everybody on the panel promoting their own website or youtube channel like that yes. it was literally like that the whole time and he was patient with it he was cracking jokes he was a, a ultimate professional and i'm like you are amazing because i probably would have cussed out half these people but Drop the mic and walk <laughs> off the stage but um he handled it so so well and his his panel was amazing it was worth attending if you ever get a chance to go see him in person live go, go do it but please you know don't be, be courteous. A, don't don't be a jerk. Don't don't go in and plug your YouTube and all that. There's a time and place for all that. If your name is not on that panel, then do not treat it like it's your right. <laughs> and yeah, so, so. Um, shout out to him because he is amazing. He is kind. He is funny, and he deserves the ultimate respect. So there yeah, you go. So <laughs> out black nerd. So I think that is it for this week. I have some games I want to go play. I have some Sims Two stuff that. I've been doing so yeah oh Sims 2 yes oh, before <laughs> EA fucked it I'm sorry topic for another time yes <laughs> there's until plenty to say then, <laughs> until then I will keep my griping till a further episode and you guys have an awesome awesome time I hope your 4th July was great but I hope you always stay game-tastic out there and we will see you next week see you next week guys bye bye yeah.